Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to an all-new episode of Rocket Fuel, New York Jets podcast. I am your host, Alfred Parsar Jr. Rocket Fuel is a proud member of the Grid Network, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about a few things about the New York Jets heading into the 2022 NFL season's Week Five, and we're going to preview the upcoming matchup between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins, including strategy, keys to the game advantages and disadvantages that the New York Jets have, as well as the injury report and the latest news on the Jets. Um, But before I get into anything Jets-related, we got to talk about a couple of things NFL-wide. The first being the serious issue of concussions. Again, we are in the middle of Week 5 here in the National Football League in the 2022 season. Uh, Last week, Thursday, week four, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins played a game on Thursday Night Football, and as you've heard by now, unless you're living under a rock or you just don't follow sports, uh, Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami Dolphins, the starting quarterback, exceptional talent, phenomenal talent, he took a sack, head bounced off the turf, and his body went into what is known as the fencing position where his fingers uh, curled up, and it was a very difficult sight to see, very difficult thing to watch. And then this past Thursday, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they played on Thursday night football. They took on the Denver Broncos, and in the first drive of the game, the Colts had the ball, Matt Ryan makes a short pass to Naeem Hines, the running back, and uh, Hines is hit, tackled. Regular run-of-the-mill play. Slow to get up. 
and then as he's walking back to go to the huddle, you know, to talk over the next play, he, I don't even know how to describe it, I, I guess his legs went wobbly, he lost his legs, it's like his body twirled as if he had been hit by a bullet out of a gunshot. And his teammates were holding him up, but his body just wanted to go down. And not even in a natural motion. Like, he just looked like uh, a boiled spaghetti. Like, I know you've heard the, the term spaghetti leg before. But it was just a difficult sight to see. And um, I posted on, on the Rocket Fuel Instagram, as well as the Grid Instagram, they, they posted it as well, that I was going to talk about this uh, on this particular edition of Rocket Fuel, and I understand it has nothing to do with the New York Jets, but this subject matter transcends the Jets. It's it's more than just about the Jets. It's 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 more than just about any team. It's it's about football as a whole, and this is becoming a very scary thing. Two Thursdays in a row, and if it could happen to these guys. One is a franchise quarterback, the face of the Dolphins, the face of the franchise. And especially Tua's situation is very scary because, uh, as we know, when you play on Thursday night football, if you had a game the, the, the Sunday on the week before, you're playing four days later. And he had a, a concussion issue against Buffalo week three. Four days later, they put him back out there. And he didn't even enter the protocol because the Dolphins said it was a, a back injury. But this is getting scary. I can't remember a time in the National Football League where we saw injuries of this magnitude. Now, of course, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, when when concussion issues were not... Uh, the knowledge around them was not as advanced as it is now. You used to have guys, they would get hit, they'd get concussions, and they'd continue playing. They didn't even know what hit them, or they wouldn't even know or think that anything was wrong with them. Went on to the next play. Or some guys, they get concussed, they don't say anything, they stay in the game because that's the instinct of a player. And when the game's over, they're puking in a trash can in the locker room. But times have changed. We know better now, We especially with... Things like CTE, that brain disease uh, that that's caused by uh, traumatic brain injury forced by trauma, and it, it's just a scary thing. And I understand the neurosurgeon was fired by the NFL, the one that approved Tua to play. But we we I feel like the league has to do more for these guys because what I mean, what's it going to take? I mean, is it is it going to take a, a star? Or, or a superstar in the NFL to get hurt like this before before the NFL takes action? What do we need, a, a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady to go through this type of thing before, you know, Roger Goodell or whoever says, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to do something about this? And it's funny because as time has gone on, even in the college ranks, they've been doing things to make these types of plays uh, no longer possible or to minimize the chance of of players getting hurt this bad. Um, and, and, of course, you know, you can't lower your helmet, can't lower your shoulder, hit above the neck or, or below the knee. 
That's a penalty in, in the NCAA college. They have targeting where you get ejected if you're found targeting, quote-unquote, a player, a defenseless player. But this is, this is a scary thing, and I think it's going to become an epidemic. I think we're going to see some more of these types of injuries, and it's crazy because, especially in the Dolphin situation with Tua, you would think that the organization, I mean, I understand sports is a business as well, but you would think the organization would put the player's health first and not the game. Because all it takes is one hit, one bad play. And we've seen it with other types of injuries. Look at Joe Theismann. Lawrence Taylor introduced himself to him on a fateful Monday night many decades ago, and that was the last pass Joe Theismann ever threw. Uh, we, we've seen other injuries uh, take out a player. Uh, Jack Tatum and Daryl Stingley in a preseason game. Daryl Stingley never walked again taking that hit. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's just frightening to think about. You think about uh, former Washington quarterback Alex Smith and a traumatic injury that he had. I mean, he was able to come back from it, led Washington to the playoffs that year, but still, you you just you you never know. And it's 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 a it's a sad, scary thing to think about, but I, I feel like we haven't even seen the last of these injuries, God forbid. Uh, there are anymore, but I, and it's funny because again, we, concussions are common in football, and it again is scary, especially when you see a guy Tua put his hands up and his fingers were in that type of a state, or you see Naeem Hines and he gets up. Drops, it drops almost immediately. Can't even walk under his own power without having to be helped. And these guys are exhibiting signs, like real, real time symptoms of of brain damage here. And former uh, WWE wrestler turned uh, neurologist Chris Nowinski, who's done a lot of research on CTE in the last uh, fifteen years or so, even he uh, recommended that Tua retire. Because, you know, he basically had two concussions in a week. So this this is the type of thing that can permanently change somebody. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the athlete, like, yeah, I'm okay. I want to go back out there. But you got to save him for himself sometimes. I don't know. I feel like the NFL, I don't know what the answer will be. I don't know what the answer is. But a lot of these guys are going to keep getting hurt. And we don't need to see any more of these horrific injuries. And remember, this is on television. All these games are broadcast, especially two Thursday night games, national television. Well, if you have Amazon Prime, but who doesn't have Amazon Prime nowadays? But this is broadcast to the world, and people are going to witness this. And With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I had a conversation with somebody who had a who had a child. The child expressed that they wanted to be a football player when they grow up. But seeing things like this, I don't think I'd want my 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 year old or high school age kid playing football. This is the type of injury you can sustain. I played football in high school, and um, I may have been concussed and not even known it, because there have been times I was knocked loopy, but never that bad. But I, I just had to address this because it's happened two weeks in a row, two nationally televised games in a row, and it's just scary. It's very scary. And I again, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I think Roger Goodell should do something, you know, maybe a rule change or I don't even think a rule change because Naeem Himes is a running back. So what rule change can you possibly, I, I guess there's already a rule change. You can't, no helmet to helmet. So, I mean, I don't even know what they can do, but it's bad. It's really bad. And I mean, kudos to the NFL for firing that neurologist, but I, I think more can be, I think more can be done. Again, I don't have the mind to tell you folks what can be done, but that's my take on that. Moving along, uh, the New York Jets sit at two wins and two losses on the season, entering Week Five. Uh, week Five Sunday, MetLife Stadium. The New York Jets host the Miami Dolphins. Ironically, who we just talked about. They're coming off of a win last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I did call it uh, the Steelers. Benched Mitchell Trubisky uh, in the latter half of that game. And the, the rookie Pickens got picked apart by the Jets defense. Brees Hall with a go-ahead touchdown to take the lead late. And the Jets held on to win that ball game. So, the Miami Dolphins. And this is going to be very interesting. The Miami Dolphins, no Tua Tagovailoa uh, since the incident two weeks ago. This is the Dolphins' first game since that game, because that game was last week in week four on the Thursday night. We are now currently in week five. And Teddy Bridgewater will be the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Bridgewater now, even though he's a backup, uh, Bridgewater, I, I wouldn't consider Teddy a true backup by definition because he was once a starter in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings, and he has put up decent numbers throughout his career. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, Jaden Waddle and Tyreek Hill both banged up. Uh, so there's a chance that the Jets could pull this one off and we're going to we're going to go over it. And uh, before we get into it, uh, again, just want to emphasize a lot of people are saying, "Oh, two is out and Bridgewater is in," but Last year as a starter for the Denver Broncos, even though the Broncos uh, didn't make the playoffs, were not that much of a competitive team. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 18 touchdowns to 7 interceptions last season. But uh, let's get into the, the nuances of this particular game against the Dolphins for Week 5. Uh, the New York Jets hold three distinct advantages over the Miami Dolphins in my non-expert particular opinion. Uh, number one, 
the Jets' right defensive tackle, Quinnen Williams, uh, has an advantage over the Dolphins' left guard, Liam Eichenberg. reason why I say that is because Quinnen Williams, he's enjoying an outstanding start to the 2022 NFL season. Uh, he's first amongst defensive tackles and quarterback hits with six. Quarterback hits, not necessarily sacks. Um, they could be tackles because the quarterback scrambled or he made contact with the quarterback, knocked him down right after he released the ball. So not necessarily maybe a sack. However, he is third amongst defensive tackles with sacks with two and a half. And he is third in pressure rate at 11.8%. On top of that, he is the anchor of the Jets' run defense that ranks 6th best, allowing only 3.7 yards per carry. Of course, Quentin Williams, who plays the majority of his snaps on the right side of the D-line, he draws an enormous mismatch this week, in my opinion, with Dolphins left guard Liam Eichenberg. Eichenberg, who was a second-round pick in 2021, uh, he began his career at left tackle, allowing the second most pressures in the NFL amongst all offensive linemen with 62. So that's a very, very telling stat there. Uh, Quinnen Williams, again, is a powerhouse and a force, and I wholeheartedly believe he'll have a field day with Mr. Eichenberg. Again, just my non-expert opinion, but... From what I've seen from Eichenberg and the Dolphins O-line, uh, Teddy might uh, he might get dropped. Uh, also, while I was watching film on Eichenberg, I've come to realize that his main deficiency is his length. Uh, he has arms at 32 and uh, 3 eighths inches, which puts him at the 14th percentile amongst offensive linemen, meaning... It'll make it tougher for him to get his hands into Quentin Williams' chest before Quentin Williams gets contact on Eichenberg, which gives Williams a golden opportunity to execute any finesse move he may choose to use. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that's that. The second advantage, the Jets' left side edge defenders against Dolphins' right tackle Greg Little. Why is this significant? It's because Miami's offensive line have three starters who play fairly well. That's left tackle Terran Armstead, the center Connor Williams, and the right guard Robert Hunt. However, like Eichenberg, Greg Little is also a weak link on that offensive line. Why do I say that? Because the stats back it up. Greg Little is tied for fourth amongst right tackles in the NFL with 11 pressures allowed. Uh, I think that's a golden opportunity for the Jets' edge rushers, mainly Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson. Uh, Huff and Johnson both shared reps on the left side of the Jets' defensive line last week. Johnson playing 10 pass rush snaps to Huff's 9. Uh, most likely, we'll see Robert Sala and uh, defensive coordinator Ulbricht use the same rotation that uh, worked against the Steelers with Johnson 
uh, and Huff playing uh, those pass rush snaps. Uh, Johnson also showing a hunch for getting a sack. Uh, he picked up a sack in limited reps during the preseason. However, he's already been a part of two sacks during the regular season, tying him for 30th amongst edge rushers. So take that for what you will. Uh, the interesting thing about Huff uh, throughout his career, Huff has been utilized as a third down specialist. Uh, he made his season debut at Pittsburgh last week when the Jets uh, won their week four matchup. Uh, all nine snaps that Huff played came on third down. So that's uh, very interesting to note. Uh, particularly when Huff was in the game and he was a short specialist, four yards or less on those third down plays. So very interesting to note there. Uh, also, John Franklin Myers, this is uh, very, very interesting to note. Uh, John Franklin Myers, he is the Jets' primary press rusher. He led the Jets in snaps from the left side edge. And since he kicks inside in some passing situations, most of his edge reps come in situations where the run is a legitimate threat. So a little like Eichenberg, not leading the Dolphins to much success on the ground either. Uh, when rushing to the right edge, which is outside of the right tackle, uh, the Miami Dolphins averaged three yards per carry. So not much success there. Uh, so John Franklin Myers, who was on the injury report last week, uh, not designated for an injury assignment this week. Uh, he's got to take advantage. Uh, the Mike McDaniel-led Dolphins, they like to run the ball to the outside. If Franklin Myers can consistently set a firm edge against Little, he can redirect runs back to the inside, where Williams ideally will be waiting to make a play after defeating Eichenberg. So I have no faith in Little or Eichenberg. Those are the weak links in that Miami Dolphins offensive line. Last but not least, uh, the Jets wide receivers. This is the third key to the game. The Jets wide receivers against the Dolphins corners. I find this to be very significant because the Dolphins have allowed the second most passing yards per game in the National Football League this season on average 299 yards per game and their corners are the main reason why. Uh, Miami's corners are allowing 11.6 yards per target this season, the worst mark of any cornerback unit in football. Uh, Xavier Howard is the big money star at cornerback for the Dolphins defense. We know that. Uh, he's a three-time Pro Bowler. However, at this current time, he is dealing with a groin injury, and he will be a game-time decision for the Miami Dolphins. If he is not suiting up uh, this week, for the Dolphins, the Jets have a little bit of an advantage. However, despite that small advantage, the Jets' offense should not alter its game plan based on whether Howard plays or not. But, like I said, they, they should lick their chops just a little bit. Uh, Xavier Howard not playing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, this season, anywhere near close to what he usually plays at, uh, level-wise, skill-wise, uh, teams have gained 269 yards on 21 targets in his direction. That's good for 12.8 yards per target. Uh, Howard has also allowed the fifth most yards at 269 and the second most touchdowns at four of any corner in the league this season, giving up at least one touchdown in each game. Uh, to top it all off, Howard is ninth in missed tackles with four and ninth in defensive penalties with three amongst ranking eligible cornerbacks. Uh, the rest of Miami's corner unit not doing any better. Uh, Nick Needham, 9.9 yards per target. Cater Coe, 9.1 yards per target, per target, sorry. And Keon Crossan, 18 yards per target, all giving up enormous chunks of yardage when the ball's coming their way. Uh, the league average, you may ask, for yards per target for cornerbacks is 7.9. So all four of the corners mentioned uh, all are um, above the league average, which is bad. This is a real struggling cornerback unit, which is great news for a Jets wide receiver core that continues to shine on a weekly basis. The New York Jets wide receiver unit ranks sixth best in the NFL with 751 receiving yards coming in to week five. So, those are the Jets' uh, keys to the game. They got to take over that offensive line with Eichenberg and Little, and they also have to beat the corners, especially if Xavier Howard does not play. Uh, I can only imagine Corey Davis and Elijah Moore going to town on Sunday. However, the Jets do have some deficiencies that they need to look out for. Um, Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle against the Jets' safeties. Of course, Hill and Waddle both banged up coming into this one. Um... There's not really any secret about it. Uh, they both were listed on the injury report. Um, but, however, no tandem of teammates at the same position are more important to their team success than these two in Waddle and Hill. Uh, both of them very explosive. Tyreek Hill, of course, his history with the Kansas City Chiefs speaks for itself. Uh, Miami, they rely on Hill and Waddle more heavily than any other team in the NFL relies on its top two targets, which I've realized upon doing my statistical research. Uh, Tyreek Hill leads the NFL with 477 uh, receiving yards, while Waddle ranks seventh with 381. Uh, behind them, Miami's next best receiver is Trent Sherfield, who only has 77 yards, so take that for what you will. Hill 477 yards on the season, Waddle 381, and the next best receiver 77 yards, that's a big discrepancy. Um, if the Jets can isolate Hill and Waddle and shut them both down, Miami doesn't have a passing game. You already combine that with uh, Bridgewater, who, again, not a bad second-string quarterback, but he's no Tua Tagovailoa, who, who has a better arm and is more explosive and mobile. So um, if they can shut down Hill and Waddle on Sunday, Miami is going to struggle. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle are responsible for 70% of Miami's receiving yards and 59% of the total offensive yardage this season. 
Uh, on top of that, they get 57% of the team's targets. So if they can, if the, again, if the Jets can contain Hill and Waddle, um, this game will be in reach, if not a win. The one thing, however, speed is what Hill and Waddle are, are exceptional at. Um, the Jets offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, uh, was quoted as saying in a, uh, in a media scrum earlier this week that he thinks the, Dolph the Dolphins' offense is quote-unquote maybe the fastest he has ever seen. Uh, according to NFL Next Gen Stats, Waddle and Hill rank first and third respectively amongst 62 qualified receivers who have ran minimum 100 routes when it comes to their average top speed within two seconds after the snap. Waddle averaging uh, 13.91 miles per hour, while Hill is 13.77. So uh, take that for what you will. The NFL average for wide receivers in this category is 12.44. I think the key to shutting them down, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Uh, this is going to be the biggest test for Sauce Gardner. Um, he's already matched up with Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, no offense to Baltimore or Pittsburgh, but they didn't have any top flight receivers. He held Amari Cooper in check also in that game. Again, well, Amari Cooper had 100 yards receiving, but it was a quiet game. A quiet 100 yards, I, I, I should say. Um, so that's uh, number one uh, in the Jets' deficiencies. They're, they're going to have to... They're going to have to put their corners and safeties to the test um, on Sunday. Uh, also, Dolphins edge rusher Jalen Phillips against the Jets right tackle Connor McDermott. Uh, at the moment, it looks like Connor McDermott will be, will be getting the start against Miami. Uh, McDermott, he plays for our team, but i got to tell you the truth, folks. He is a poor pass blocker. His technique is not good. Uh, his pass blocking technique leaves him highly susceptible to getting beat on the ground and around the corner with speed. Uh, we saw him last week give up the edge on a few plays, which uh, he looked horrible. And that makes Jalen Phillips a nightmare for him. Uh, Phillips rotates between both sides of the defensive line for Miami. Uh, I've noticed that from uh, studying some game film on the young man. Uh, so, however, he won't match up with McDermott full-time, but he'll get his fair share of opportunities uh, to exploit McDermott's weaknesses. Uh, Phillips has the necessary speed to dart past McDermott. Uh, Phillips, the owner of a 4.58 40-yard dash time. Take that for what you will. Finally, the third deficiency the Jets need to worry about against Miami, their defensive tackle, Zach Sealer, versus the Jets' left guard, Lakin Tomlinson, who, yes, is related to former Jets running back and Hall of Famer Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, Sealer, one of the more underrated defensive tackles in the league, in my opinion. Uh, he was one of the position's most efficient playmakers on a per-snap basis in 2021. Uh, this season, he ranks 18th out of 95 qualified defensive tackles with a run-stop rate of 10.8%. That's seven run stops on 66 run defense snaps. Uh, last season, he was second best out of 103 qualifying defensive tackles with a 12.7% run stop rate. He had 34 run stops on 278 run defense snaps. So, he's also no slouch in the passing game. Uh, pass defense, he has a pressure rate of 9% since last season. 
recording 30 pressures and 335 pass rush snaps. That's above the 2021 league average for defensive tackles, which was 7.3%. Sealer primarily lines up on the right side of the defensive line. That means his primary matchup will be Jets left guard Lake and Tomlinson, which I believe is also another lopsided mismatch in Miami's favor. And I think Tomlinson is going to have his work cut out for him. Tomlinson, he's caused the most trouble, believe it or not, of any of the players on that offensive line. He had a decent game against the Browns in week two, but that's been about it. The only bright spot in his season so far. Um, he's had poor pass blocking and run blocking. So if, uh, if the Dolphins can uh, focus on getting the ball to the left side uh, while they're on offense, uh, they might have some form of success. Um, if Tomlinson doesn't show out this week, Sealer will cause havoc for the Jets' offense, particularly the run game, which is manned by Brees Hall and Michael Carter. So, uh, the injury report for the Jets this week, heading into week five, uh, rookie running back Brees Hall uh, was listed on the injury report this week. However, he will play. Hall, of course, with the go-ahead touchdown against Pittsburgh in week four. Of course, Brees Hall had the knee injury he was nursing. He was a limited participant in practice Wednesday, Thursday, got a full practice in Friday. He's good to go. Uh... Marcel Harris, the linebacker, uh, neck injury. Uh, he is questionable. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. He was a full participant Thursday, Friday. More than likely, we'll see him out there. Quincy Williams, the linebacker, he was on the injury report last week, on the injury report again this week. Uh, Quincy, of course, with an ankle injury, has not practiced all week. He is out. Uh, offensive tackle Max Mitchell. Uh, also did not practice all week. He's got a knee injury. He will be out as well. Zach Wilson listed on the injury report. Limited participant Wednesday. Uh, full participant Thursday, Friday. He's good to go. So that is the New York Jets injury report heading into week five for this NFL season with this matchup upcoming against the Dolphins. Uh, also in other roster-related news, uh, coming from the injury report, the Jets are activating offensive tackle Dwayne Brown uh, from the injured list. Uh, Brown will be making his season debut this week against the Miami Dolphins. Of course, Dwayne Brown, a five-time Pro Bowler, including last season, placed on injured reserve on September 10th and returned to practice earlier this week, originally injuring his shoulder in practice leading up to week one against the Baltimore Ravens. Brown, of course, signed in the offseason on August 15th after being a member of the Seattle Seahawks for the last four seasons. So um, that's going to uh, bolster the offensive line, give a little bit more protection to Zach Wilson. So, oh, As far as the game predictions go, uh, according to FanDuel Sportsbook and the folks in Vegas, uh, the Miami Dolphins are a three-point favorite, but I don't see it. Uh, if the Jets can shut down Hill and Waddle, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to have anybody to throw to, uh, unless he's going to throw to Mike Gusecki. Um, but other than that, uh, Dolphins' run game, not very good uh, either. So I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Jets probably going to 
edge this one out 17-14 as I'm looking to go 2-0 to predictions. Uh, one last thing I want to touch on. I didn't get a chance to touch on it at the top of the show. Again, it transcends football. I mean, it, it involves the Jets because, you know, Braxton Berrios made the Pro Bowl last year, but the Pro Bowl is no more. Uh, Going to be replaced by a bunch of skills competitions and a flag football game. Do I agree or disagree? I absolutely agree. Uh, the Pro Bowl is a meaningless game. These guys should be out there having fun. The Pro Bowl every year in Hawaii. Uh, these guys should just have fun. Um, it got to the point where if you were on a team that went to the Super Bowl, you get replaced from the Pro Bowl. Of course, the Pro Bowl takes place the week before the Super Bowl, uh, historically. And, you know, guys don't need to be risking injury and getting hurt because football is a tough sport, the toughest out of the uh, three major American sports, baseball, basketball, football. And if you want to throw hockey in there, um, hockey is a little bit more physical, but football, you know, just as, just as dangerous. But you don't need guys in pads, and these guys not even giving an effort. Uh, the fans typically don't watch the Pro Bowl or, you know, they're, they're checked out. It's it's not a it's not it's a meaningless game, competitive game. I, I I feel like, you know, flag football go have some fun. Very rare somebody's gonna get hurt in flag football. No tackle, no pads, no equipment. Let these guys have fun. Skills competitions are cool. Um, I know historically they've done the, the punt, pass, and kick competitions and forty yard dashes during Pro Bowl weekend. But I feel like at all the major American sports, the NFL has the least entertaining. Uh, all-star festivities for the fans. Of course, Major League Baseball has the home run derby. There's a celebrity softball game, the Futures game. And the NBA, of course, all-star Saturday night skills competition, three-point contest, slam dunk contest, and then the all-star game itself, which historically has been competitive. If you don't believe me, go, uh, go boot up NBA 2K23 and play the Jordan Challenge. But... The NFL doesn't need an actual football game to commemorate all-star selections. Just name guys to the to the Pro Bowl teams and, you know, have an event where everybody can have fun. The last thing you need, especially with the history of concussions the last two weeks, as I, as I brought up in the beginning of the program, the last thing you need is a guy getting knocked loopy in a Pro Bowl in a game that doesn't mean anything to end somebody's career. So I'm all for it. Well. I've said everything that's on my mind relating to the Jets and relating to football as a whole. So uh, it's been another edition of Rocket Fuel, and uh, I'll catch you next week before week six. Uh, don't forget, for those of you who would like to follow up me on social media, um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RocketFuel underscore NYJ. Again, that's RocketFuel underscore NYJ. And, of course, uh, we are a proud member of the Grid Network here at Rocket Fuel. So follow The Grid on Instagram and Twitter at The Grid Network, The Grid being spelled G-R-Y-D. So The Grid Network on Instagram and Twitter, RocketFuel underscore NYJ Instagram and Twitter. Uh, stay tuned to the Instagram and Twitter as we'll be bringing you updates throughout the week. Uh, once again, this is Rocket Fuel. I'm Alfred Parr. Sorry, Judy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.